everybody. It's Black Chicklet. I'm Danny. And I'm Molly. And we had an interesting false start, but we're gonna We had we're a baby for rolling. like three minutes. And yeah. then she couldn't act right, so we got rid of her. We had a baby co-host. We were trying her out, but she decided that she wanted to go her own way. She didn't like the group kinda, you know, setting. And yeah, that's so. that's her prerogative. And uh, now I owe someone an extra hour of babysitting. (laughs) So it'll come back to bite me in the ass. But that's okay. We're here to discuss books, and she can't read anyway, so. True. So she wouldn't have contributed much. Um, How have you been? How was the desert? Oh, it was interesting. We went out there for a wedding. Um, It was really hot. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, as the desert is. I was warm. <laughs> it will not cool off here, and it's pissing me off. I just really want oh, really? fall. I love fall. You love fall? Is it your favorite? Yeah, fall is my favorite season, and then maybe even winter. I hate summer. I hate being hot. I'm but that you can person. Get on, you're that person. Yeah. I guess they keep saying it's basic to like fall, but I'm like, I don't know. White people can't have everything. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's the, if this series, if we did episode titles, that would be the episode <laughs> title. That may be, that may have to be our motto for what, 2018? <laughs> White people can't, can't have, everything. have everything. Yes. Because uh, that was great. I love fall because it's like the best holidays and I can wear layers and sweaters and all the clothes I naturally look best in. Mm. Yeah. So, and it has a creepy vibe, which is why I picked this book initially, and then it went in a different direction. I mean, I was still creeped out. I still had nightmares that yes, night when I finished said. it. That's what you said, because I remember I read the back of it, and it was like, ghost, and I, I'm like, I'm in. I'm yeah, here. yeah. A road trip so. with ghost. And then I was like, oh, it's, it's, it's the literature it's, type of ghost. Yeah, it's going to make you feel bad in a different kind of way. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Still loved it, but yeah. <laughs> so but. we read Jessamyn Ward's "Sing Unburied Sing" for October. I had to think about that for a sec. For October, yes. Um, we were going to talk about some news, but then we realized we didn't have any <laughs> news to talk about. We sort yeah. of chatted everything in our last bonus episode. Yeah, we did. And then um, there's, I guess, one... the. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Well, there was one thing I want to talk about. It was about the New mm-hmm. York Times book review when they did that romance spread, but I want to save that for our next episode when we're doing romance. Ah, uh, okay. Did you read I that? actually I did actually read parts of that. He was like, well, I don't know, what's romance? <laughs> and I'm like, why is this man? It's like making me like the video game editor at some magazine. Like it makes no sense. Like, yeah, I was <laughs> I saw that I had gotten confused. Yeah. Like, mm, but other than that, mm. and then the New York or not the New York, the National Book Awards happening. Oh, yeah. The shortlist came out. Um, yeah. Which this book is still it. on. Yeah. yeah. I think... Our other author, Angie hate Thomas, you give, did not. Yeah, yeah, fell off. I was like, oh. Um, yeah, I mean, she probably all right. She did a movie. <laughs> she <laughs> I like her because she tweets updates a lot about the movie and she'll like, here are the characters and here's the set. Oh, and it's yeah. kind of like, even though I was like, 3.5 out of 5 stars on that book. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so exciting. So yeah, she's I'm yeah. excited for. I'm excited. It should be really interesting. Even though um, she has bad Oreo opinions. Right. We discussed that already. 
I guess there is a little bit of book news connected to um, this Weinstein guy. Oh, Harvey. Uh, What's his face? Yeah, Harvey Weinstein. They um, got rid of his imprint. Um, I didn't know he had one. Yeah, I didn't know either. Now I'm trying to think. I'm really uneducated at this because I've just had to stop consuming news because it's just (sighs) too much. It's too much. I have to, like, protect myself and just sort of shut it down. I'll come back. But right now I'm probably really unaware as to... I know what happened. I know he was accused of sexual assault and rape. Yeah. But all the other details, I'm like, I I can't deal with this. I think he, like, fled the country to go to sex therapy or Did he do, like, a Roman Polanski? Well, I don't think he quite did a Roman Polanski because I don't think he's been charged with anything yet. Um, uh. But he's like, I need to go to rehab for sexual addiction. And it's like, that's not the full scope of the problem. But sure. At the same time. So this is like this is like minor, minor leagues. This is like a little league baseball compared to mm-hmm. like that level of news. Do you watch the honest trailers? Oh, Andy Signor also. <laughs> yes. Yeah. He also got taken down for sexual assault. I was like, what the hell? Like, it was so much crap on one day. I was like, I'm out. I re- oh, yeah. I forgot about that. We watch a lot of screen junkie stuff. So. Yes. So he yeah, does the honest trailers like... and the movie fights. Like, he, I think he created that that whole thing. And he's yeah, out now. He they ousted him. They ousted him quick. Um, so, I mean, everybody out here just... Keep your hands to yourself. Sexually harass it. Yeah, please. Just (laughs) don't. Don't do it. It's so easy. It's like, should I be an asshole? And there's think of it as a flow chart with just one (laughs) line going to the word no. It's so funny you say that. Our our uh, my workplace has this new initiative where it's like basically stop being assholes to each other. <laughs> and one of my coworkers was like, "Why do we have to put all this bullshit up here? Why can't we just put a flowchart that says, should I be an asshole? Like literally word for word what you just said. Should I be an asshole? No. No. <laughs> it's so easy, and yet people struggle. They do. They, they really, truly struggle with it. I feel like we're going to talk on that a lot, considering some of the characters. Oh, that was a good segue. Look at you, Thank girl. Thank you. I'm very proud. Like, it's a skill that I've slowly, <laughs> slowly gathered. Um, so, yeah, so we can get into it, I guess. Um, we had no news. I do have a lot to say when we get to the what we're reading, because I went through a lot. Read some mess. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, some of it was a mess. Some of it I was very happy about. Some of it I'm in the middle of writing an angry roast on Goodreads. So... <laughs> Um, we'll get into that, but let's start with the book we just did. So we read Sing Unburied Sing by Jessamyn Ward. It mm-hmm. was published, it's pretty new. It was published September 5th, 2017, mm-hmm. and has already been shortlisted for the National Book Award, as we said. Um, if this one wins, it'll be her second. Her first one was for Salvage the Bones in 2011, which I need to mm. read. Yeah, I haven't read that either. Fun fact, it should, it's been on sale for a while. Her memoir, Men We Reaped, have, has been on sale on Kindle for about for the past few days i've been meaning to tweet it out i feel like we're kind of like bugging this woman every time we tweet her she like likes it and it's like we're not obsessed with you we're just really excited for you so yeah men we reaped is a dollar 99 or maybe 2.99 one of those on kindle right now and she was recently named a recipient of the macarthur genius grant yeah so it's a big year for her yeah seriously yeah 
So I don't know what salvage the bones is about, but I seem like it seems like she it's in the same setting. She likes yeah. The, she tells think, those rural southern stories. Yeah, I think it's about I think it's about like a family riding out Katrina. Ooh, like a girl and her brothers and her father. That's what I, I think. That's what it's about. That sounds interesting. I'll have to see that one. I'm. You don't even understand like how much I'm looking forward to being out of class and just reading whatever I want, whatever <laughs> I want. Bet. No journal articles, no textbooks, nothing. So, so I guess we're going to put here now, since this book is so new, a spoiler warning. So if you haven't read yeah. it yet. Spoilers. Um, yeah. I mean, I guess we can just say, read it. Like, definitely read it. Yeah, we like, both pause recommend this. It. <laughs> yeah. Go read it and then come back. Yeah. So uh, we don't have, unlike the other, when we did Bluebird, Bluebird, and we had a lot of, like, non-spoilery talk, I don't know what we could say that would be safe and non-spoilery for people who wanted to hear more. I think we're just going to have to get into it. So um, so I'll do the synopsis. So the book sort of focuses on three narrators, and I think, and I feel the most prominent of them, and Molly can challenge me on this, is Jojo. Jojo is a 13-year-old boy who lives with his grandparents, Pop and Mam, his mother, Leone, and his two-year-old sister, Kayla. On the night of his 13th birthday, his family gets a call from his father, Michael, that he's being released from jail. And as a result, the family, along with the, the, his mother, Kayla, and Jojo, along with a friend of his mother, Misty, travel to the jail located in Parchum or um, Parchman? I'm forgetting. Parch, Parchman, yeah. I think. Parchman to pick him up from jail along the way they make a stop at his father's lawyer al where they words imply they do some shady drug dealing after Mm. picking michael up on their way home they are pulled over by the police where where leone is then forced to ingest the meth that was picked up causing her to sort of trip for the rest of the for the rest of the journey during Mm. her trip she sees the ghost of her murdered elder brother named given and Jojo in the back seat has also picked up a ghost. He's now he is seeing the ghost of a little boy named Richie, who, along with Pop, was also imprisoned in Parchum a long time ago during his childhood. Mm-hmm. We learn after the family makes it home, we later learn from the story told by Pop that Richie was killed by Pop as an effort to save him from he had escaped the prison. He was killed by Pop as an effort to save him from the hunting the dog lynch mob, the lynch mob yeah and the dogs that were coming his way yeah the book sort of ends with i'm not doing a very good job at synopsizing this guys i apologize <laughs> um the book sort of because the ending i want to talk about the ending and i don't really know how it ends and we're going to talk about it because i kind of love the ending but the book sort of ends with mm, their mother the grandmother had been sick the entire book so um, yeah. the book sort of ends with Given taking the ghost of or the spirit of his m- grandmother, ma'am, with him, but leaving Richie behind. And so Richie sort of is left alone to haunt the earth, unable to find a home or rest. Yeah. So um, there's I say this every time and I feel like I'm going to keep saying this forever in the future, but there's a lot more than that. But those are probably the bones of the story. They make a road trip to pick yeah. up. Jojo's father along the way we get inside their heads and learn sort of what makes these characters tick um Jojo is biracial his mother is black his father is white mm-hmm. and I think Molly and I are both in agreement when we say they're both assholes they both are I think Michael was just like so 
much like of a non like motherfucking factor that I just like yeah. I don't even consider him. He's, He's so, so absent. absent. He's so absent that um and that is probably unfair of me to be like, Leone, you're awful and not talk about Michael, but No, she Oh, okay. No, I thought you're no, they're both I think they're both kind of equally awful. I think he maybe has a more def- I don't want to say excuse again, but I think there might be a more understandable reason for why he's such an asshole. I can't I figure out what figure it is about Leone. What Leone's deal is. She sort of throughout the book, she says she, so we get in all their heads. Each, the chapter will sometimes switch between Jojo's narrations and Leone's narration and Richie's narration. And when it's Leone's, like, she'll just think these things about her children that sound so spiteful. Like there's one scene where Jojo is looking at himself in the mirror and she like points out to him that he's getting fat and he like yeah i don't know it's just like why is that it's such a petty little biting moment even though she thinks in her own head she thinks in her own head that he doesn't know that he is on his way to like broadening out and getting a man's like shape and probably being lean and strong but she yeah and she knows because she's like oh i've seen him i know he's self-conscious about it i know that he's gonna grow up and then she walks out she's like you fat like she knows and she needs to hurt him and maybe that's too since we get in her head why i felt so much more strongly about leone because she was just awful from that's true every angle (laughs) yeah we never get to see like we never get to see things Mm -hmm. from michael's point of view um so um she does seem to really love michael i don't know how healthy a relationship they have i'm gonna say unhealthy i could never i don't think we i was gonna say i don't think we ever get to see it like out they never see them outside of their addiction and outside of the mess that surrounds their families um like they're both doing meth together (laughs) yeah and as mentioned in the synopsis um leone's older brother given was murdered or is killed he was murdered and he was murdered by michael's cousin and a hunting yeah it's like they were um like, he hung out with the white kids, and his father was like, don't hang out with them, don't do that. And he's like, oh, Pops, like, that's how things used to be. And, like, they said, oh, I bet you can't hit, like, a buck or a deer with um, a mm-hmm. bow and arrow. And so, given that was the brother he practiced, and Pops was teaching him how to do it, and he got really good at it. So, you know, they went out to the deer area, out of the woods, some would call it. Um, <laughs> we are city folk. I gotta be near like a convenience store a target a taco place I can't I can't a gas station a gas station so they go out there he shoots the deer I think he like does a good job at it and then the cousin gets um jealous and shoots and kills him and He's like, oh, he wasn't supposed to do it. He wasn't supposed to be able to do it. So. Yeah, I don't even know if jealousy, it felt more yeah. like spite. Like, oh, like, he's like, he hit it and that made him angry. Yes, it's sort of like a childish absolutely. thing. Jealousy almost feels too much, too well thought out. It was just like. Yeah, just spite. hatefulness. And then um, Michael's yeah. father um, covers it up by saying that he accidentally yeah. was shot. It was a hunting accident. It was a hunting accident, yeah. So, so yeah, so that's that. And so they don't have a healthy dynamic from, like, point blank. 
And so, and it just sort of, they sort of feed into each other. Um, they are not any better to Michaela. And one thing that irritated me the entire book, Michaela is Kayla. JJ, Jojo calls her Kayla. The parents call her Michaela. Mm-hmm. She's named after Michael. And it sort of becomes this sort of like little passive aggressive move that Jojo never calls her Kayla, even though I think it's certain, there are a couple points in the book where Leone tells him, to, yeah. like, she's Michaela, that's her name. And so the parents both call her that. Jojo never does. And I don't think she's ever, does she ever, she's a toddler, so she can't answer really anyway. But no, I don't think, I don't think so. To and he does it, he does it with her and he does it with Leone because there's a scene pretty early on where he's like, uh, why he doesn't call Leone mom, he only calls her Leone. That's and like right. it pisses Leone yeah, off, and right. I think her, that, and then that he won't call Michaela uh, by her full name. Yeah, Michaela. pisses her off yeah. even more. Yeah. So, so even between the, it's not a healthy relationship between any of them. I think the only good healthy relationships are between JoJo and Michaela, and JoJo yeah. and Pop. And I think so. Pop is his yeah, grandfather. I think that. Um, Leone and her mother, like, I think her mother was trying to have a good relationship yeah. with her, ma'am. Um, yeah, uh, that's true. Because she's kind of like, uh, there's like some mysticism to this. Um, there's all the ghost, and then the mother does kind of root work and, uh, uh, all these kind of little healing spells for people. And she tries to teach Leone and she kind of has this sixth sense about what's going on in the world, um, which is really, really interesting. Mm-hmm. And really, I think um, kind of beautifully written in the book, but Leone just kind of is a total failure at everything. So she can't really connect to, to the, all these people who want to reach out to her, including the mother. Yeah, so, and it's kind of, ma'am knows that Leone is just not a good mother. Like, I think she sees that there's something in her, because she says yes. she remembers seeing a scene where they went out to the mall, and JoJo was hungry he was or hungry. Or that was probably two. my favorite uh, speech in the whole book, when she says that, uh... oh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, I was just going to say that she says that I knew then because Leone got something to eat but did not offer anything to JoJo. She's like, that's when I knew it wasn't in you or yeah, something along those lines. she says, um, because this is what I noticed um, uh, uh, throughout the book, JoJo is always really hungry. Like he's always eating mostly because, you know, Leone is not feeding him, but also because he's actually like, I think it's I think it's a thing like he's actually hungry for. Leonie's love and attention and later on ma'am tells him that she's like I know that you've always been hungry and I tried to feed you as best as I could and I hope that you know when I'm gone you can turn back to what I fed you and draw strength from that and then she tells the story of Leone going to the mall and uh, getting like some fries or something and she was eating oh, yeah. and he was crying and she's like that's the moment when she knew that Leone either couldn't or just wouldn't ever be able to feed him and he'd always be hungry. Yeah, so that touches on the thing. I think one way that we might, that'd be really interesting to talk about this book and as opposed to some of the others we read is by like themes. Because I think that's what, I had a really hard time when I was doing that synopsis trying to figure out how ma'am fit into the story. (laughs) Because she doesn't go on the road trip. She's dying of cancer, so she's sort of like in a back room for most of the book until like the climax at the end. So like I was looking at the synopsis like, how do I just awkwardly squeeze in that his grandmother is there and dying? 
Um, so I feel like there's a lot, this book was such a literature book. Like there's so many things I feel like we could pick apart and talk about. Cause like, I think from the simple fact that it starts with Jojo being 13 feels like it has a lot of weight to it. I think the fact that, you know, the hunger thing that you just pointed out now that you explained, I'm like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then for me, the big thing was trees. Like I want to make sure we sort of talk about like trees in the book because they were, there are a lot of symbols there too. So yeah. Um, let's, um, we did the, do you want to keep going on the hunger or is there something else you wanted to talk about? No, I think that's everything I, well, I had on that. I like that. So like Leone just, he's like literally just turning 13 when the book starts, which I feel is yeah. such like a symbolic age. It's like you're a teenager, you're becoming a quote unquote a man. Cause it does sort of talk about his development at certain points. And it's funny because I would say for most of, it sounds like for most of his childhood, he has been the adult anyway. He's the one yeah. who's taking care of Michaela. So um, there was a scene at the beginning of the book where Jojo just really wants to be seen as man enough to join Pop in slaughtering a goat for the family. And I think that the goat was yeah. his birthday dinner. So it yeah. sort of ties back into that. So like he doesn't want to get sick. He doesn't want to have to make it. He doesn't want to make it look like he can't stand it. So he really wants to be seen as sort of like grown in a man. Which I yeah. Thought was interesting. So I don't know. Thirteen. Yeah, and I me. think. Oh, yeah. And he, I think, like, Pop takes that, like, the liver of the goat and gives it to ma'am, right? I think so. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, this is going to make you well. Or it, it did seem very symbolic. Yeah. So that was, I like, so this was, like, the second book I've read this week that dealt with, like, <laughs> a root woman. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. (laughs) So I was like, huh, this is kind of funny. It made me kind of want to study. (laughs) There's this scene in this book where Leone is like trying to find. So Michaela is sick. And rather than, you know, treat their sick child, Michaela's like, I'll make her some tea with some blackberry root or something. I know. (laughs) It was like, you dumbass. You can't you can't go to the 7-Eleven, get some baby uh, Pepto. Mm -mm. No, so she pulls some weeds, I think, literally by the side of a convenience store and, like, makes some tea to feed this baby. Yeah. And And she makes it wrong. And I think, yeah, well, we think, I don't know if it's ever actually confirmed, JoJo's, like, the last time she did it, he got sicker than than before. (laughs) So, like, I do think, I think that was her trying to connect to her mom. Like, I could see, like, there's a really good appreciation for being able to do that, being able to heal and, like, take something and make something that can bring somebody, make somebody better out of just like roots and water. But she just didn't pay enough attention. Sort of what you touched on earlier. She just did not devote enough attention to it or wasn't serious yeah. enough for her to do that. So when it came time to yeah. do it, it was just like a, she yeah, couldn't. she couldn't. And I think like they say like later, I think she does confirm that she did it wrong because she says like, I can't remember if it was the roots or the the leaves and one is good and one is bad. And I think later the mother like either makes the same ma'am either makes the same thing or she references it. And she, she says the correct way to do it. Oh. And it's the opposite of what Leone did. Oh, well, I'm not surprised. Leone was just kind of a mess up. Like I just, well, I was going to say the scenes with Michaela feel so uncomfortable because, like, you can just imagine, like, a two-year-old who's – she. they keep saying how she has a fever and she's sick, and she keeps Ugh. throwing up all over everyone in the back of this car, and it's like, you poor baby. Like, just take your child to an, ur- to an urgent care room or something. 
Yeah, and it's like, so um, she does have like really like harshly negative thoughts about her children. Mm -hmm. And it seems like she wants um, Kayla to think of her like she thinks of Jojo because Kayla loves Jojo. She's comforted by him. She feels safe by him. And, like, when she's sick or hurting, she reaches out first to Jojo and never really to Leone. And I think that that makes Leone jealous. Oh, yes. And then she kind of strikes out at the two of them. But then it's like you can't even, like, get a cool rag and put it on your baby. So, and she had, like, a fever for, like, two straight days and they didn't do anything about it. She brought no food for them to eat. She barely gave them any water. And it's like, you got to demonstrate to me. But you could do this before I feel any sympathy for you. Exactly. It creates this really weird sense of tension, like when they have this sick baby just like hovering in the background. Yeah. I thought she was gonna I thought she was gonna be really sick and like maybe die. I thought so too, because the way she like she was throwing up like over and over and over, like the scene where they're at that maybe the second gas station. Mm-hmm. Um and she's just throwing up everything, everything they give her. She throws up, throws up, throws up. But it's like, yeah, oh, it's and just... they keep saying her skin is so hot. Uh, yeah so well and then sickness comes up again to be fair they're not that much better when leone gets sick so true so when they are driving back from the jail they've made of they've picked up some meth from i don't know if they i think they got the meth from a friend of misty's um they pick up this meth and like they're pulled over by the police and they have to dump it but they can't get rid of it in time so leone just swallows it yeah and while this is happening um, Jojo was actually put in handcuffs and like made to lay down on the ground, which oh again comes God, back that to that. Scene. Yeah, which been sort of comes back to that a child being treated. He's still a child, even if he's seen and being and acting like a man. So this is a child. This is happening to. But um, they get her back in the car. She's like tripping out, and they go to the convenience store, buy some charcoal <laughs> briquettes, mush them up, and then feed it to her. Yeah, like, and like a gallon of milk. And a, yes, and a whole bunch of milk. And it's just, you all are just, uh, they're just. There's so much vomit in this book. It's just, it's it's really, it's a really good job though. Like illness for some reason really gets me with creating tension. Like that, that puts me on edge. It's like, oh my gosh, they're going to die. Get them to a doctor. And it yeah. worked. Like you feel really tense. So, but yeah, oh, just... the police scene was just. It was just, and I think someone said on Twitter, they were like, that scene really got to me because it just, oh, that whole scene, it was just so tense. And I think I felt really protective of Jojo. Yeah. Like he was just like, I don't know, like a little brother or a little cousin, like someone that you feel like you know who's being mistreated by everyone and just needs someone to help him. And then this like racist cop comes along. And throws him in handcuffs and, you know, his dumbass parents aren't doing shit. And it takes, like, the baby. And I think there's a gun pulled out on him because Jojo has this, like, protective talisman. So there's the mysticism again. His pop has given him, like, this talisman. And he wants to, he sort of just wants to touch it and it's in his pocket. Yeah, because he doesn't really, because, again, he's just a child and he doesn't really know, you know, that this cop what this cop will do at the slightest provocation. So he puts his hand in his pocket because he wants to feel reassured by the talisman that his grandfather gave him. The cop starts freaking out and he pulls mm-hmm. the gun and Leone, because she sees her brother given when she gets high and she 
has taken the whole bag of meth at this point. Um, she's useless. So she's useless. But then get she sees Given walk over um, because uh, 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 Kayla has jumped, you know, to um, to Jojo. She's like crying and she's really upset. So she kind of is jumping and crawling on him and trying to get between him and the cop. And uh, then Given, the ghost, walks over and kind of, like, looks at Kayla. And then Kayla throws up all over the place. And the cop is, like, (laughs) grossed out. And so he lets them go. And I thought that was kind of a cool moment where it was, like, because Given kind of, like, knowingly is, like, oh, fuck this guy. Kayla, do your thing. She's like, all right. Kayla, I was trying to wrap my head around Kayla's whole character. If we like, mm-hmm. so it's sort of Molly touched on this earlier. Like everyone sort of seems to have this connection to the other world, not like the dead, but like so. Like it's implied that JoJo can hear animals. Like cause yeah, often in his narration, he can like I see the cows like going swish 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 fly swish. He's like I see the squirrels like gotta hurry gotta hurry like he, so it's implied he can understand what the animals are saying and we know uh-huh. that ma'am sort of has this connection to the spirits and to healing and i was trying to figure out so when they come upon richie richie first appears as like a black bird and mm-hmm. michaela can see him mm-hmm. and so i'm trying to figure out is she more I- like ma'am or do you think she's more like jojo I think she's probably more like ma'am. Like, I think that probably ma'am had it, like that that connection or that power the strongest. Mm -hmm. And she tried to pass it on to Leonie, but Leonie had little to no aptitude for it. (laughs) I think JoJo's was probably more in line with, like, uh, pops, like the animals, Mm -hmm. the connection to the earth. But I think probably Kayla had it the strongest, like whatever it is. Mm -hmm. And it was just innate in her because she uh, it's interesting that she brought up the part about Richie being the bird. And it kind of seems like she saw Richie. Not only did she see him, but she saw him for what he like his actual self and the bird Mm -hmm. that was kind of following him even sooner than Jojo did. Yeah. Like she just seemed you know, there's a scene at the end, which, I, you know, we'll get to, but oh, it seemed like whatever power or connection that man was trying to pass on, it seemed like Kayla got the the strongest dose of it, if that makes yeah. sense. Which makes it kind of sadder that she'll, she, that she, she was so young when man yeah. died. Yeah, so she doesn't really have that, that guide because... Leonie yeah. at the end just kind of leaves. <laughs> yeah. So, do you want to talk about Richie now? Because I feel like yeah, we kind of been dancing around him. Yeah. So Richie is sort of the I don't know what he I don't want to say the ghost because Given is also like a really important ghost, but he is the he has ties to they call him what's the pops what's pops real name Rather or River. Um. So. Pop's name is River. So when Pop was a young man and when Richie was like a child, again, sort of like Jojo, um, they were both imprisoned in this sort of very chain gangy sounding jail. Yeah. And um, Richie, quote unquote, ran away. We actually learned he was sort of forced to by an older inmate who threatened him with violence. And um, so he runs away and he's he's killed. Rich, at the beginning of the story, we learned that Jojo likes to hear the story 
of Richie a lot. But Pop never told him the end. He'll tell him the beginning. He tells him the middle. He never tells it how it ends. And so when they pick up Richie and they go back to their home, Richie sort of pushes Jojo to make Pop tell him the end of the story. And when he tells the end of the story, we learn that Pop had murdered Richie to save, like I said, to save him from this lynch mob that was coming. And this like violent, because there's a lot of violence to black bodies that's mentioned sort of casually that just happens to people yeah From, it's like uh yeah. the guy he was running away with had like there were a lot of prostitutes at this jail yeah <laughs> <laughs> and they were having a baseball game and um for whatever reason the, there's this kind of shady guy who none of the prostitutes would go near and he was like whatever i'm just gonna steal some sex so he rapes and kills a woman richie walks in on it and um, the guy's like, you're running away with me now. Um, so Richie's like, what? Because Richie's just like a little child, basically. Mm-hmm. I think he's even younger than uh, um, uh, Jojo. Jojo. Um, yeah. So they run and um, Pops had kind of for a period of time, he had been over the dogs, like the kind of basically slave catcher dogs. Basically, yeah. Um, because he has that connection to animals. Um, and so then a white man kind of comes back and takes a job from him, even though he's not as good at it. And uh, they go off to find him. They find the guy who raped the girl because he attacked another girl. And he's been like really just awfully, horribly mutilated and hanged. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, it's like a crazy scene. Like I had to listen to this one in parts. Like, I literally had to turn it off when he finds Richie yeah. um, kind of sitting in the in the grass hiding no, because he knows he's in the tree. that. It's important. Huh? He's in the tree hiding. Oh, tree hiding. You're right. He is in a tree. <laughs> and he finds him there and he knows that, like, his two options are he runs and gets caught by the lynch mob or he stays and gets torn apart by the dogs. Yeah. So he kind of tells him, like, look away. And then he kills him. Yeah. And then he has the dogs, like, mutilate the body so they can't tell what happened. Yeah. So. And so it's just. And so then it's sort of written that he's been sleeping. And from what I can tell, and it's it's, it's very poetically, like, I will say Jasmine Ward is a really good writer. He sort of, like, shifts through time. Yeah. Because sometimes he sleeps and wakes up and he's, he's further back than when he was born. Sometimes he sleeps and he wakes up and he's, he's in our time. Yeah, so he but he's of, never at the time. When he was at Parchment, so he doesn't know what, what happened. happened to him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so he, he can tell. And I bet you, oh, I'm making this connection just right now. I bet you he knows that Jojo is related to River because of that, that the, the connection to the animals. Probably. Yeah, so that's how he sort of latches on to the family. He rides back with them in the car. Yeah, he just kind of climbs in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He's like sitting there and like uh, Jojo and Kayla are like looking at him. But they can't Le- talk to him because they don't want to look insane. <laughs> right. And Leone is like, would she, there is one thing I want to say, but um, she's kind of like looking back at them like something's up, but you know, she doesn't give a fuck. So. Yeah. So, and then, so he sort of, once they're back, Richie sort of follows Jojo to get that story. And then it feels like once the story is told, he expects that to free him, but it mm-hmm. doesn't. It He's doesn't. still trapped on earth, sort it- of by this like pain. Yeah, so he goes under the house and, like, wails all night. 
so bad. Yeah. I'm gonna lie. I can't lie. I did not get that scene or the scene with the dog. I guess just that he's he's just being miserable because Ma'am could hear him. I think. Yeah, I think it was just like his his spirit was just kind of permeating, uh, throughout the the house, and it's driving the animals crazy. Like Ma'am, Ma'am says that she can kind of sense ghosts, but she says she specifically says that she hasn't ever been able to see them. And that's been something that made her sad because uh, she was never able to see Given. And Leone, of course, doesn't tell him her that she sees him, even though it probably would have put her mind at ease. Well, uh, she only sees him when she's high, too. Well, okay. Was it really any, like, uh, <laughs> big secret that she was getting high? Like, Mike, Michael went away for cooking meth in their shed so well at the beginning i didn't know she was it wasn't until richie showed up i didn't know if given was an actual ghost or she was just you know oh because richie does kind of see he sees like a shimmer in the air basically yeah and he's like what is that what is that yeah the ghosts don't see each other i think until the end yeah the the big finish yeah. Um, I did want to say one other thing about Leone that I thought was interesting. And I thought, you know, you're talking about Jasmine Ward as a writer. And I think that this is probably one of the best book written, like pin on page books mm-hmm. that we've read all year. I thought it was really interesting in Leone's chapters that she almost doesn't think about her children. Oh, like, yeah. She doesn't, they don't even factor in her in her perception for the first like several chapters you don't get you barely get any description of how they look like she doesn't interact with them they're just so far removed that it seems like her whole mindset is just getting to michael and then when she finally gets back with michael she can see everyone else around her and i was like that is so fucked up but it's it's well written but it's like wow you are just you have so little regard for anyone in your life Except for this dude. She doesn't think about the children unless they're doing something to irritate her. Yeah. And it's like JoJo's chapters, you know, um, uh, in comparison, he's thinking a lot. Like he's describing a lot about how people look and what they say and what they're doing and what he's doing and how like physically, you know, he's like, if you're standing there, then I'm standing here and. Uh, we were with ma'am and she was di- like, it's just two very different, different approaches that I thought mimicked, you know, these two mindsets just really well. Yeah. Um, I think so. This sort of reminded me of something else because there's another negligent parent in the book. They sort uh-huh. of make this little pit stop at this. I guess it's a trailer. I can't recall the direction i need to look it up a pit stop where there's this like badass little boy who oh, basically yeah. destroys a TV yeah. And Jojo and Kayla are like just studying him like like some kind of like he's a creature. Yeah. And then the mother comes out and she's like, she beats him. And he clearly had to have been making enough noise, but I guess it's like the drugs are that yeah. big of a pull. So yeah, yeah, the parenting aspect was just really hard to read because she was such a bad parent, like such a selfish, yeah. uninvested parent it's like she didn't want to do anything for her children but she still wanted that like adoration and then they had the nerve at some point to talk about well maybe we could have a third one oh yeah and she says she looks at um uh she looks at jojo and he's kind of like brown complexion and uh uh kayla 
is kind of lighter skin, has kind of like a sandy brownish hair. And then she thinks maybe we can have another child and get it right this time. It's like, bitch. It's just, yeah. Excuse me? So she, yeah. I mean, I when I try to think of a character that I just, we went back and forth. We talked a lot during this book, too. <laughs> And uh, I'm just trying to think of another character that I just hated as much as I just hated Leone. And I'm really struggling this whole year of everything we read. Yeah, like pretty much because everything else was so well done. And like, so you uh-huh. really felt how despicable they were. Because like there are other books I hated. We will not. Yeah, and the there one. were. <laughs> but that was, I hated that because it was just poorly done. Right. I hated this. Like, I felt like Leone was a real person yeah like a real trifling person that i could go to and just like (laughs) shake the shit out of her and call the state to have the children placed in the custody of pops yeah um yeah um i wanted so i mentioned i interrupted you earlier when you said like he was in the grass say trees Uh because like trees were a really big sort of deal i feel in this book first of all that took place in the woods yeah they find him in the tree we hear about a like there was some point i guess this book reminded me a lot of uh, strange fruit the song mm. and it's because there's all this violence that happens around like black people and trees so they're in the woods and i believe there was a lot of description of sort of like the woods when he's pulled over by the cops there's richie who was found in the tree there is in passing, I can't remember who I had the book and like I made all these notes and then I forgot my notes. Um, but there's there's a couple. They talk about a couple where the I guess this white woman accuses this couple of not showing her proper respect. Oh, yeah. And they get lynched, lynched from a tree. And then at the end, we were saving this, but like, yeah, I just really want to talk about it because it was my favorite piece of imagery at the end when Richie is unable to escape. So given. Wait, should we talk about this or should we talk about the part with with ma'am first and how they got oh, to the you're tree. right but yes yeah, so i'll just drip it and say like trees for me were like a really that was probably the symbol from the whole book that really stayed with me was just like the trees and like black violence yeah because no that's like, a really good point strange fruit yeah it also made me think like maybe we should do playlists with books but i'm like i'm not that that's literally the only time that's <laughs> happened <laughs> literally the only time it made me think of a piece of music um, but yes, so yeah, like before we get to my favorite imagery, we need to talk about, mm-hmm. I guess, the climax. Yeah, the and this climax. Because I feel like I don't know all the details, so I would love yeah, to just really... Yeah, I really want to work it out because like yeah. so much happened. So, um, so basically they return from the trip, right? Uh-huh. And, and after like a slight detour where Michael and his father beat on each other. Which was a mess. <laughs> Um, it was such a mess. They go back to Pops and Ma'am's house, and Ma'am yeah. has taken a turn for the worse. And she asked for Leone. Mm-hmm. And she wants Leone to run an errand for her, basically to get some stones from a cemetery. Yeah, it's like stones from a cemetery and cornmeal and salt and rum. I think there might have been something else. But I th- it was like, it was interesting, like very... Like, I love, like, the details, like, just the attention to detail and the tactileness of everything. Yeah. That just every physical thing felt like it had weight to it in this book. Yeah. So she's going to use these supplies to sort of help her 
attract the spirit that'll help her cross over. Mm-hmm. And Leonie feels really like conflicted because she doesn't want to do it, but she, ma'am, but she wants to do it because ma'am wants it from her. Mm-hmm. So, so she goes and she comes back, and at some point, Richie, who has been, who has heard the story of his murder from River, mm-hmm. aka Pop, and I guess he's just he's understandably enraged. Yeah, he's wilding out. Yeah, what <laughs> way to put it. He's walling out. And I think it's actually Kayla at some point. There's a scene where Kayla is like pounding at the door. Yeah. Because she can sense there's something in there. So Leone returns. Kayla's pounding at this door. Trying to get she, into the room. Yeah. And when they open it up, I think she can finally, may, or uh, Leone can finally see Richie. No, she doesn't. She, she doesn't, doesn't ever see Rich, Richie. Okay, she can kind of feel it, and she knows something's wrong, but she never sees it. And that's something that she—that's why she and JoJo have their falling out at the end. Um, okay. So Kayla can see it, and he's like, like a bird, or like flames, or something. Like he's some kind of like twisted and contorted. And he's trying to get at ma'am, I think because he knows she's crossing over and he wants to go too. Is that how you read that? Or I thought it was out of anger, uh, but I think it could be read either way. Yeah, like he is definitely extremely just angry and hurt because he feels like he, he knows- really loved pop. Yeah. Like sort of like as a father, father, like a son was a father brother, or a brother. Like, yeah. Yeah, because Pop had, and it was, like, just a really, like, I really, let me take a second to say, I really, really, really loved Pops' character. Yeah. Like, it was just such, like, a different way to write, like, a black male character, like, an older, like, Mm -hmm. he was so sweet, and he took on all kind of the domestic duties. He had just such, like, a tenderness for everything and everyone around him, and, like, such a deep love, and I think that that's... I th- and maybe they said in this book, like, love and hate are kind of, like, together. And as much love as they had for each other in life, like, that all kind of become became corrupted and richy. Mm-hmm. And that's why he kind of, like, flew off the handle and is now attacking ma'am as she's trying to pass on. Yeah. And so at some point, Given... Now, does Given show up before Pop in, in JoJo? I think he shows up after. Yeah, because Pop and JoJo show up, and JoJo knows it's Richie, and yeah. he sort of, like, calls him out on it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, JoJo goes in, and he he and Kayla are pretty much the only one who can see Richie, even though I think the others can kind of feel his presence. Mm-hmm. So he starts screaming at him, like, you need to get out of here, like, leave him alone. Like, he's that's, like... That's right, because Leone thinks he's yelling at her at first. yeah. Yeah, Leone can't get out of her own <laughs> way. Yeah. Um, so he's yelling and like uh, everything. I feel like things are flying around, but maybe not. I can't remember. That's how I pictured it too. Though yeah. Not. It just feels like if there's a ghost flying around, there should be other <laughs> objects flying around. Yeah. So it's like going and then, then Given walks in or Given walks in. Or phases in, however Phases in. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) Floats in. (laughs) I'm not 100% sure, but he goes in. And um, he... Now, this is where it kind of gets murky, my understanding of what happened. He kind of shields ma'am. That's that's how I read it, yeah. Yeah. He sort of... 
he gives i love this moment he sort of gives like the nod to jojo yeah you and jojo's like and jojo sees him and knows like automatically he's like oh shit yeah and then he sort of approaches ma'am and he sort of escorts her over yeah and i think richie i I listened to this i didn't so i did this one on audible too Uh which was interesting and so like I feel like, I think he was sort of, I don't know if he ever spoke to Richie. I don't think he did. I don't think so. I think he just focused on ma'am and helped her across. Yeah. And then they were both gone. Yeah. Him, permanently her, spiritually. But Jojo was still sort of left on earth. Yeah. Or Richie was still left on earth. Richie, yes, of course. Well, hopefully Jojo was still left on earth. Yes, <laughs> Richie was still left on earth. Yeah, so um, at that point she passes and, um, you know, helped on by her son and her grandson. Yeah. Um, and so, then there's a scene where Jojo is angry with Yoni for helping her yeah, with this task. Yeah. She's like, how could I deny her the one thing she asked of me that I could do? To be fair, it took Leone like a long ass time for her to go get those rocks. <laughs> Like, she didn't just go get them right away. (laughs) So she's, like, all mad um, that uh, JoJo is judging her. And she's looking at him now like he's a man. Like, all the boyishness of him has kind of stripped away. And she's like, oh, you want to act like a man? I'll treat you like a man. And she starts, like, punching him in the face or something. And it was like... I don't think she punches him. She does slap him. I thought she punched him. Does she? I thought she did like an open face. She hits him. Yeah, she, she hit- physically strikes him. Yeah. And I think kind of viciously too. It's not like, oh, slap your cheek. I think she like yeah. really like flies at him. She wants to. Yeah. And he. And so. I don't think he does anything, right? He, he says he gives this like last cutting remark. That's yeah. Like, you can't. Or I, I, there's nothing you can do for me. Yeah. Basically, it's like you can't do anything for me. And it's. It's like, I think it's probably the point where he finally realizes, because I feel like sometimes throughout the book, he maybe retains some kind of hope. Yeah, his definitely. parents would be parents. And it feels like this is the moment where it's like, you can't do anything for me. Yeah. I, I don't need, or I don't, he either said, or I don't need anything from you. Yeah. Like the point and where so. he just, he's completely done with, with her. Them. Yeah. Which is perfect timing because that's when Leone decides to abandon the family. Yeah, she doesn't abandon them right out, though. She just sort of, like, becomes even more absent. Like, she'll still come by because he says he sleeps in her bed now because he doesn't have to worry about her hitting him out of it. But she still comes by, like, we'll get food, clothes, and then leave again. Oh, see, I thought she had left completely after a period. Yeah, no, I I think she leaves for long stretches of time, and I think she doesn't even try to put on like a front of being uh, a mother anymore, but she still will show up every now and then. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. Cause I know like Michael shows back up and she's yeah. like, take me away. I want to go do meth. And he's like, right now. And she's like, yes, right now. And they like, okay. And then they leave. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so yeah. And then after that, after all that has happened, mm-hmm. there is this sort of scene with the where, tree. With the tree. He comes across Pop, I guess, just... I guess he's finally sort of been hit by the grief. Yeah. Of between Richie and Ma'am. 
and like they're under this tree and pop cannot see this but they he finally jojo sees richie he sees like he has not been able to escape earth he's still like a sad lonely spirit but i guess he's not as angry he's just Mm -hmm. sort of sad and he's Uh hanging out in this tree with a whole bunch of other ghosts yeah this part gutted me yeah it's a really powerful image it's like a tree full of ghosts and he can hear them it reminded me of beloved when um when he, oh, they walk into the house. Crosses the threshold, yeah, and she he can hear the baby's anger. Yeah. And it's like you just hear all these little snippets of things that happen to all these people. And it's things like from this, it's from like a slave being caught reading to someone putting their hands up and getting shot. And it, they all sort of like cross over each yeah, other. Yeah, and just like, oh, man, I wish I, I, I listened to it too. I wish I had like the, the um, what do you call it, the... Uh, some passages yeah because yeah. it was it totally like fucked me up because it's it's written like first person and they're kind of mm-hmm. like asking saying how they died and it's like yeah uh, someone they're was locked in a cabinet uh starved and like you said someone was shot by the police someone was killed by learning to read i think someone was raped and it was like just on and on like all these voices kind of like uh almost like deafening jojo with just like the sorrow and like all these like tragedies that happen to black people (laughs) it's like oh my god yeah and like he can see their faces and see them frowning yeah and it's like and they're just and it's like it's kind of weird because it's like it makes you wonder how long have they been there yeah how yeah like where were they how did how long did they why couldn't they be seen before how long have they been there how many more could be around yeah because i think like this tree was not on their property i think it was a little ways away right like they had to walk there yeah i believe so because i think they were maybe walking to the cemetery yeah i think so yeah so i apologize for people who are mad that we keep I listened to it. And like I did not <laughs> and take I think the notes on the things. I it was have taken so good. On. And I listened to it like right away. So it's been about two weeks since I finished it. Oh, well, like, I kept re-listening to the end. Uh, so I listened to that end over and over. So I remember one of the quotes was like, I put my hands up and he shot me eight times. Yeah. And one was like, he locked me in a cabinet and I could hear him playing with my babies. Or yeah. Something. It's just like. It's just really heartbreaking. And then Jojo just sort of like turns and has to leave this tree. Uh-huh. There's just something about the image of a tree full of like the ghosts of people who are murdered and victims of like racist violence. Like yeah. Just that sort just of haunting it. Yeah. yeah. Like I remember like I was listening and this was like the, this is right at the end. And I had it on. and I just had to like stop after it finished, like stop what I was doing and just say trying to process what you just read because it's so vivid mm-hmm. if that makes sense like it really I, I maybe this is a time to talk about um written versus listening because I actually yeah. really like the audiobook of this one I so I read it first and then the library was like give us our book back and I was like fine <laughs> so I spent my because I took I had to put it down because things would get heavy and I was like yeah. I can't it's been a hard 2017 guys yeah and so they were like so then it was overdue and I was like I guess I and it was such a new book I felt extra guilty for keeping it over late uh-huh. so then I used my credit and I like finished up the end and it was weird because the voice 
JoJo sounded a lot older. JoJo did the sound audiobook, older. But I guess, you know, that's just a casting thing. Yeah. I, I, they probably, I mean, they could. I mean, I'm sure there's some 13-year-old actor who could have read this, but. Yeah. But I, I think he did a good job. But he did sound yeah. a little bit older. Um, but yeah, and Leone, I just didn't, I don't know. She, I hated her more when I read it myself. Oh, really? Yeah. And I feel like. I think Molly and I touched on this. One thing I thought was that I think Jessamyn Ward sort of writes, writes, I can't say ours today, writes sort of like a poet. You know, like how a poet will break up stanzas to give a certain rhythm. Mm -hmm. And I feel like she writes like that. And when I read certain scenes, I read them and heard them in my head differently than how they were acted out. Uh, I thought they weren't as strong in the audio version. Interesting. I'll have to read it then. Yeah. Yeah. Not to pay myself any undue compliments, but I'm like... (laughs) I'm like, okay, you're you're sort of over-dramatizing what should be... Like, there was a scene that had a lot of short, par- like, one-line paragraphs, uh, which I thought should be read, like, very quickly. Like, it's a whole lot of chaos. Things should be read quickly and on and on and on. Yeah. And it's basically the scene where she's describing... Um, when Leonie is describing how Ma'am is, like, putting her hand to her face and, like, asking her to go and get these, these rocks so she can cross over. And uh, it's supposed to be sort of, like, rushed and conflicted. But the actress in the audiobook... Is like she's being very dramatic and she's yes. reading things kind of slowly. Yeah, she does draw things out and it's more like it's almost like stagey. Yeah. Um, and the actress is Rutina Wesley from um, she's Nova in Queen Sugar. <gasps> really? Yes. I did and, not make that connection. Yeah, and Tara in True Blood. That's awesome. I totally uh-huh. didn't make that. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah, and I mean, like, she was fine, but I just did not. I like like the scene I thought would be really good in audio, and I listened to it, and I was like, "Oh, well, interesting." I mean, I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to read it on the page because yes, I I didn't get like it's surprising to hear like uh, it was like choppier, shorter sentences because like you, I probably would have read that at a faster speed, mm-hmm. but I didn't like I I couldn't even think of the the point you were talking about until you said it because she just yeah. is more slow and deliberate. And I, I feel like it has to be on purpose because not only was it short little paragraphs, I really uh-huh. wish I had it in front of me. I feel like this is one where I should have had it. That's my bad. But they were short little paragraphs. They were like, they would switch topics. So like one pair, one like sentence would be something ma'am is saying. And then the next sentence would be describing oh. Leone's thoughts. And then the next sentence would be describing like what someone's hand was doing. But then it would go back the next sentence to describing what she was like it wouldn't be continuous. It would be sort of all over the place. Yeah. Like, That's a really good job of what she's doing it, like creating this like chaos. Yeah. And I just felt like it didn't translate well in the audio. Interesting. I would like to take this moment because I realized mm-hmm. to apologize to Audible. I feel like all I do <laughs> is shit on Audible and Audible is perfectly fine. Yeah. I just like reading, like, I don't know. I would love, like, I'm like trying to unburn a bridge right now. You want that Audible endorsement. I want some sponsorship (laughs) dollars. I like Audible. I just am a stronger... I know. I feel like the voice in my head... You prefer it. Yeah. Yeah. And, like, that was one scene where I was like... I feel like she had to read it that slow because it would have been confusing. Could have been. True. Yeah. And, like, just for the purpose of the audio, you have to read it a little bit slower to make sure people who are listening and not reading it know what's happening. Very true. And maybe that's just a sacrifice. Yeah. So, the difference in medium. You know, you know. Yeah. So the so, very, yeah. very end, um, when everything is despair, um, comes our little hero, <laughs> K. 
Kayla. Um, and she walks up to the tree and she starts singing. And all of the spirits start singing with her. And they kind of calm and grow peaceful. And she kind of like, does she raise her arms and tell them to go home? Is that what she does? I, think, I thought she turned to Richie and Jojo. Or no, I keep doing that. I thought she turned to Pop and Jojo and said, "Let's go." See, home. that's what I was confused about. Did she like release them at the end? I don't know. Or maybe. did she just calm them? I got the impression that they were still in like they were. She may have brought them peace, but they were still stuck there. See, and I really thought that she had helped them cross. That's interesting. I feel like I need to go reread it. Yeah. This is is how I felt after Beloved, too. This definitely reminded me of Beloved. This very much reminded me of Beloved. Yeah. So, because I thought she sort of, she she sang the song, and it was weird because JoJo describes the song as, like, just being, like, a child's, there's no real words, Uh there's no real melody, it's just something a child makes up, and it does get peaceful, but then she turns, I thought she turned to JoJo Mm -hmm. in pop and was like, let's go home. I thought the implication was that those ghosts, uh however peaceful, they may they may have found peace, but they're still in that tree. See, and I thought she was telling them to go home, and they grew peaceful, like, she was able to help them cross because she had like all of gift. Yes. All the gifts from everyone else she had. So she was like able to do it because, you know, she was her grandmother's grandbaby basically. Yeah. And that makes sense because I feel like Michaela like is this really big character that I sort of underappreciated while reading Mm -hmm. and pulling, like I didn't really see the connection between her and the main plot until like, she is just like sort of a baby for most of the book. <laughs> yeah. And like no offense to babies, but then that um that scene happens. Yeah. And she I mean even when things start happening with ma'am, she kind of drives that by running to the door. And yeah. like pa- cuz Leone probably would have sat there. Yeah, she wouldn't have known what was happening. Yeah. Because she didn't. Like she does I think at the end she does even say like uh that's what I was saying earlier how she didn't see Richie and why that was important. Like she jumps up and she's all angry. And she, like, literally does not know what's going on around her. Yeah. So, wow. yeah. Oh, such a good book. Yeah. Like, I need to go read it again. I know. I, I, I definitely was like, did she let them go at the end? Did she help them? I, I'm i not 100% sure. Because then they, they do end up walking home. And that's where it ends. Yeah. I just, like, it was such a, like, this is one I've been trying to watch my book budget. And this is one I'll probably buy i probably will too. like i already got the audible credit and i'll probably buy the book anyway <laughs> because it's just um i like how i wanted a ghost story and there were ghosts in this book but like it's the ghosts are the victims in this one yeah just, you really feel for there wasn't a single ghost i don't think in this book that wasn't a victim of some act of violent yeah murder yeah and i think that's what ma'am says like I think, uh, oh, there's that heartbreaking scene where Jojo goes to talk to her and he's like, well, what will happen after you die? And he's like, well, you become a, di- a ghost. And she's like, well, I don't think so. I think like go, I think like when, uh, you know, someone dies so violently or so tragically, yeah. does she say like, she says God like it's so bad that God himself can't, can't watch, watch or has to look away. Yeah. So they can't quite find their way into this next place, which I think they actually describe as like, you know, a meadow on like a spring or summer day or something. Like, doesn't he kind of like look through and see like where they go? 
My, oh, I missed that completely. I might be either that. So I read another book and it had very similar <laughs> themes. And I'm like, try not to mix up the imagery. But um, yeah, so uh, yeah, it was just like, you're right. Like all these, it was a ghost story, but the ghosts were acts of, you know, victims of of this terrible violence and this racialized <laughs> violence that made it even yes. harder yeah. to read. Yeah, because it's very much like it's not what I kind of like. It's not as obvious about like these people are victims of racism. It's not sort of like I'm trying to think of an example of what we've read recently. But it's like, you know, the cause of their suffering is like white institutionalized racism. Even even if even if in the book, it's not like a white man coming down. Right. And shooting them directly. It's like this sort of pervasive thing that just constantly happens. It sort of hangs over everyone. Right. So I think only there's two instances in the book I can think of where the explicit acts of like a racist mob are mentioned. And it's the couple that went out and then it's the the lynch mob. Mm -hmm. But other than that, it's just sort of like things that sort of happened uh, like and then are excused because of racism. Right. And it's like and maybe because why that part with the tree stuck with me so much is it's little snippets. But it's Mm -hmm. like, you know, those stories because, you know, like the history of racism in this country. And I think what made it really sad is we know the stories, but we don't know the people. Exactly. So your mind fills it in, even though the person is anonymous. And it's like, I I know this. I know what happened. And you don't even have to say who this was or what happened because you already know. Or we may not know how many people it happened to. Mm-hmm. Like, there's probably been lots of cases of like the like. There's no solid numbers on how many people were lynched at like lynching's height, mm-hmm. at the height of like lynching. Mm-hmm. So who knows how many people like just disappeared one day and were never seen again. Mm-hmm. And even that, like the the cops or uh, the woman with the kids, or I think there's yeah. a mixed baby that was in the tree too, and it's like yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just. It's such a good book. It is. There was something you said that reminded me of that beloved quote, like the first beloved quote I um, highlighted, which is, uh, there's no house on earth, or there's no house on earth that isn't filled with some dead Negro yeah. or something. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is, so, this is very much in that vein. Yeah. In the vein so. of a beloved style ghost. Yeah. So, I mean, you know, you can go get them, ghosts. Like, you've got every right to be angry. Yeah. So... Um, I don't remember Richie's narrator's voice very well. Yeah. Maybe. He was older. He, was, he, was he had kind right. of a deeper voice. Yeah, he was all right. Jojo, I just remember thinking Jojo sounded too old. Yeah. But I, I like Jojo. I like like the, um, his cadence, I thought. Like yeah. he sounded in the way he was speaking and the words that he chose and the inflection that he had. He sounded like a teen, like kind of a modern teen. Yeah, so um, I'm trying to think if there. I feel like there's probably. Let me check my notes. I feel like there's something I. What about Given's want. brother? What did you make of him? Oh, okay. I totally forgot about. Like I read the book and I totally forgot about him until that very last line at the end of the book where Jojo was like, "I walk a lot now, but not like my crazy great uncle." Yeah. And like I can't remember what happened. <laughs> Did he, he was, so he had a, Given had a, a River had a brother who was sort of like a little unstable. And doesn't he just go missing one day? Yeah. So he, 
his brother would like go out and party and stuff. And then I think he went to like a white bar and they told him to move. He wouldn't. He got in a fight and then he ran. And then um, he runs back home and they the mob comes to the house or the police come to the house and they take River and his brother. And that's how River ends that's up at right. Parchman. And that's then they right. kind of imply that something happened to the brother while he was in prison because I don't think he was at Parchman. He was somewhere else. And that made him, that like damaged him like psychologically. And so now he's just like always like walking and singing and creeping everybody out. That's right. Okay. Yeah. So I don't, I I don't, uh go ahead. Well, I was going to say when I first started the book, I could not get how everything was connected. Yeah. The start of the book, like they kill a goat and then. Leone's like just there and then like he keeps asking stories about Richie yeah. and like Richie is brought up and they tell the story but it's never like we don't get really the context other than the fact that Pop was in jail and this is a story about something that happened. Yeah. And then we have the road trip and then we go and then they come back and everything sort of is pulled all together. I will say at the beginning of the book it's not bad it's just sort of disorienting. Yeah and I think that's reading it for the first time. Mm-hmm. It, maybe it's meant to mimic like the way they said Pop told stories. Where it yeah, doesn't really yeah. have clear beginnings. Sometimes it has no end and it kind of starts in the middle and it kind of weaves all the way around. Um, As he avoids trying to talk about yeah, the painful stuff. And until that painful stuff is brought up, it's just kind of like meandering. Yeah. So I don't I don't I don't know what to make of the uncle. Like I really don't. On that moment, what do you what do you think was the point of Misty? Misty was the friend who went up with them. Yes. And she was just, she didn't really, she was just kind of there. Yeah. I think Misty was there maybe as... A foil? Maybe, because she... Because at times she seemed more concerned about the kids than Leonie. I mean, at times, but at others, she complained so much about the baby throwing up that it made Leonie, like, <laughs> mad. And she's, like, sticking her head out the window. I think, I think Misty was there just as another kind of character. Like, I don't know... I'm sure there was more some symbolism or something, but she kind of grounded it Probably. more in reality. Yeah. Just like someone who was just like rooted on earth. So, yeah, it was, I mean, I think we said this such a, I would definitely recommend. I'd absolutely recommend this. Yeah. I mean, it's not the kind of creepy I was going for, <laughs> but it'll, as Molly said, it'll give you nightmares. Yeah. Yeah. I had a dream so. about that tree. I was like, it fucked me up y'all. I had to th- that tree is going to stick with me. Like, that is such a strong piece of imagery. Like, I'm not losing that tree. Right? Like, like three parts of this book had me fucked up. When the couple got lynched, yes. when um, I turned it off then, um, when Richie died, I I literally had to turn it off. And I was like, I just need to hear, like, some blackness. I was, like, driving home. I turned it off. <laughs> I turned on the radio. I turned off the radio. And I think I put on, like, the read or something. I was like, I just need to hear, like black people talking right now i played a lot of kendrick lamar i played a lot of kendrick too (laughs) um and then the end with the tree i think those three parts just got me just cutting me well when you say the couple stuck with me too because it was such bullshit when you learn like basically this couple i think the man like there's this couple who's going out this man worked all day and he wanted to take his girl out Uh of the town i guess they didn't walk in the street while a white lady was coming he walked in the street but he didn't 
make the woman. Yes, because she had on like new clothes and he didn't want her yeah. to get dirty. And so then the white woman goes back and like somehow it blows up into the man groped her and the woman verbally insulted her. Right. So that riles up a, a lynch mob, which comes after them and like lynches them very violently. Yeah, and mutilates them. And... Yeah. And it's like, oh, that moment got me too. And I think that was another point when I had to put it down. Yeah. And it's like it's the, just... the, the sex worker who comes and visits River in, in jail um, which I still don't know 100% what was going on at this jail. Um, she's telling him and uh, uh, Richie and River is like, uh, you know, some things aren't meant for children's ears. You should have waited until he was gone to hear that. And it's like so ironic yeah. later that that's, that's the violence that he has to, that he kills him to save him from. Yeah. So. Yeah. Did any other parts like just have you messed what up? Else? What else? That one, um, the baby being hung, like the fact that he had to steal food for right. Leonidi. Yeah. Um, I think that was it. The tree really stuck with me. And I think that lynching kind of stuck with me because it's just sort of, it's not even that long of a scene. It's sort of set in passing, which kind of like makes it even more like grotesque. Yeah. Like they don't spend a lot of time dealing on it. It's like, it's oh, the happening. guy who, the murderer guy, the rapist guy. No, the, the couple. Oh, okay. Yeah, but, um, yeah. Well, I think one thing that, a fact that stuck with me was, like, how Richie ended up in that jail in the first place. Yeah. He was, like, the eldest of his siblings, and he stole, and he was still only a baby, and he stole food for his siblings. And so I just kept thinking back, I'm like, well, now what's happened? What's happened to that family now? Because I think at some point River... Goes back to the mother. Goes to tell the mother to tell him what happened, to tell her what happened, and she slams the door on him. Yeah. I do like, though, when he first sees Richie and he was like, uh, what are you in for? Something he's like, stealing? And I was good at it. <laughs> <laughs> well, and it just made it even more heartbreaking. He's like, he's like right? a baby he in is. this grown man jail. Yes. Like, he just, like, my heart was, like, just the whole time breaking for Richie. <laughs> like, because he seems so gets, like, young. Oh, yeah. And I thought that's what was going to do it in. But they're like, no. Um, uh, uh, Jasmine was like, no, I'm you know, this is child's play compared to what's coming up. <laughs> yeah. So it was just like, and that makes me sad because I know that still happens. Yeah. Maybe not like this, but I know there's instances where they like put minors and like grown people jail. Yeah. And yeah. And he was like talking about how river was trying to, you know, keep people from molesting him. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and I think he says it in such a small line. He's like, but he couldn't protect me from everything. And I was like, oh, yeah, that made me no. wonder if something happened. And I was like, something must have. Something they must don't have. say it. They don't explicitly confirm that. Yeah. Uh, uh, it was, I mean, it's, I feel like this book wasn't as depressed. I don't feel as sad as I did after Beloved. Yeah, that but was, I still that felt. Heavy book. But it's still a heavy book, but it's still a really good one that I would recommend. I would absolutely, absolutely recommend this book. Yeah, so I've got my fingers crossed for National Book Award. I haven't read the other ones, so it's really <laughs> easy for me to, to know who to root for. No, I'm sure they're great. I do want to read The Lever. Is that the one? The um, Lever. National Book I should have been more prepared. Um, <laughs> it's like the one by, um, I think it's by the guy who wrote The Refugees. Oh, okay. Uh, and it's about like I guess this boy who is whose family 
believers. Sorry, no, and it's not by the guy who wrote the refugees. Her name is Lisa Ko. The cover designer must be the same guy who did the cover for the refugees. Because as soon as I saw it, I'm like, that's that book. <laughs> but it's apparently, from what I remember, it's about this little boy whose family, I think, his parents die, and he gets adopted. He's a Chinese. He's a Chinese ten year old. Chinese boy, his parents died. He gets adopted by a white family, oh. and they rename him and try to like help him, I guess, assimilate in. Is this and fiction? A, hmm. Is this the, a fiction? Yes. Oh. Lisa Ko K O called the Leavers. Hmm. So that was one I thought sounded good, and um, I will say I really like how diverse the National Book Awards are because yeah. I know that Pachinko is a Korean family sort of generational. Uh-huh. So it's the study of like a Korean family through the generations. And then we've got Sing Unburied Sing. And then we have the Leavers. And it's like, I just like how we're we're representing. Yeah. Did you also so. see the um, the journalist who got the MacArthur grant? Did you read that? Searching for a, a school for, what is it? Searching for a school for a black daughter or what is oh, it? Oh, is it the, it's like the woman who was talking about how the schools in her area were. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That was a that was a New York. I think that was a New York Times piece. I think so, and it's yeah. really really good. I have to read that one. Yeah, it's really good because um, they both got MacArthur Genius Awards, and both I think yeah. awards have been very diverse this year, which is awesome. Yeah, screw you, Oscars. We don't need right. You. We'll just thrive in other mediums. Exactly. So, so yeah. So I I have been. If this is a nice segue to what we are currently yeah. reading, I was like, I need to read some of these book awards. So I started with the books of poetry because they were short. Uh-huh. So one of the I've read a like I finished and read a lot of things these last two weeks. OK, Um, I finally finished up the third Stephen King Dark Tower book. OK, Um, and I read um, this book of poetry from the shortlist called The Language of My Captors. Captor, no. no oh, clue. okay. Yeah, in the language of my captor by Sean McRae, he um, he's he it's these fictionalized poems. He takes real people, but he writes like fictionalized sort of accounts of them. So it starts with like this slave who's kept as like a human exhibit, mm. and then another one is the. They all have. It has a really long title. Jim. Oh, I can pull it up. I have it. But Jim Limbo, the adopted mulatto son of Jefferson Davis. Hmm. And it's sort of like his thoughts. And then the last one is this guy who's only we, whose only name we know is Banjo Yes, who is um, an early actor, an early black actor in um, the silent films. And it's sort of how hmm. he got named for something, how he got his name and how the white people see him and how he sort of can't really be himself or have any privacy in this industry. And it was really good. They're poems of like captivity and freedom told by those who are who like enslaved, basically. Hmm. I put a hold on Don't Call Us Dead, but I haven't gotten that one yet. Oh, yeah. So um, I also finished our next read, but I'm not going to talk about that one. The one (laughs) I want to talk about, I don't want to keep hating on YA, but (laughs) I'm going to. Do you, have you heard of N.A.? And spell that. New Adult? Oh, you told me about it. You told me about it. I read this book because I was like, I was in the room for like a move for like a romance, like something light. And it was supposed to be like this book about like this woman It's supposed to be a new, it was called new adult. Uh-huh. And it's this book about this woman. Well, okay. I thought it was adults. This woman who has been like harassed by this man. And then somehow they 
go from like the enemies to lovers trope, which is kind of trash. But if it's done well, all right. Mm-hmm. These kids are in high school oh. and they're having like, it was just really, gr- I'm really upset. I wrote a really long, I don't want to ruin this really good literature we just read by talking about it. But like, I thought new adult meant college age. Like, what's the point of having this separate genre? What What's the difference? I don't want to read about high school students having sex. Yeah. I really don't. Oh, no. No, thank you. I thought I was getting a book about like adults. No, they were high school students. I returned it. It was the dumbest book ever. But um, yeah. And I finished Notes of a Native Son on Audible. Okay. Baldwin is great. His narrator is terrible. <laughs> this guy sounded like a high school student who was just reading it to say he read it. <laughs> so that's everything. You I did a lot. lot of reading this week. You did. You <laughs> Too bad I didn't did. read the things I'm going to have to present on Monday. Well, we can only like do my so school much. Work. You know? <laughs> but yeah, I finally finished. I finally finished The Dark Tower on Audible. It only took me three months. <laughs> Would you recommend I'm going to go on to the fourth one. I mean, 600 pages. And all that essentially happened was they got a dog and they boarded a train. Wow. And I'm like, Stephen King. You're not selling me on this series. It's still a good (laughs) series. I kind of like it. It would make a great TV series. I wish they hadn't gone the movie route and instead Mm. gone like the TV TV. route. Because it would have been a really good TV show, I think. Yeah. I mean, it, I don't know why they thought they could condense such a big series into a movie anyway. I mean, because they always think that. <sighs> so I do. I still do recommend it. But I just the yeah. second one was so I don't good. Know. The second one was good. But the I first one was bad, one. right? The first one was just the first one was just dull. It wasn't bad. It's sort of like you need to start somewhere. Mm. Here's our start. The second one I loved. The third one was all right. I'm hoping the fourth one is this is going to be like a Star Trek thing where uh-huh. all the even number Star Treks are good <laughs> and all the odd number Star Treks are terrible. And I feel like we're falling into that pattern. Could be. So, yeah. So that's everything. That's good, a lot. Bad. Yes. Well, I felt like I was cheating with the poetry. No. I mean, it was only 80 pages and <laughs> they were very, very spaced, spacey pages. <laughs> So, uh, how did you, uh, what did you read? I finished um, the second book in the Inheritance Trilogy, um, which I think it's called, yeah, The Broken Kingdoms. So, that's, uh, uh, uh. Who's that by? Our girl. Uh, oh, okay. NK. <laughs> NK, that's right. I need to start the fifth season. Yes. I have that. So I try. I started trying to read that, and I listened to it on Audible, but I was getting too distracted. So I was like, okay. Then I got a big, a good deal on like her other one. Um, uh, it's called the Inheritance Trilogy, and it's about like, um, like these gods. Um, it's like three gods, and then like one of them kills another one, and then they imprison one, and they keep like all their kind of godling children as slaves. And this oh. girl, she's like the, she basically gets to inherit, she's um, her grandfather and her lineage is like the priestess for this god. And they're like super rich and powerful, but her mother ran away and then she has to come back for this inheritance fight and she gets tricked and then a big spoiler happens and then time passes. And so the first one is okay. Like there's a lot of cool imagery and stuff in it, but um, the second one is actually amazing. Like it's really, really, really good. 
Um, so that's what I read. I'll probably move on to the third one, but I think I'm going to, um, have to recheck out, um, what is it? The fifth season or fifth element? No, I can't remember. The fifth season. The fifth, the fifth season. element was a movie with yeah. Bruce Willis. I'm going to have to check it out, but I might have to read it because like, uh, the, the audible just wasn't doing it for me so oh really because that's the one I, I got i missed the sale on the kindle book but i did make the sale on the audible oh and I yeah was like, well i guess i'm doing this <laughs> yeah she has a lot so. of um she uses like a lot a lot of like uh what do you call it constructed language i don't know what you call it like language oh, that she made oh, up because it's sci-fi yes so um well it's it's fantasy like it's a lot of like yeah. god stuff and so like but the name world building and stuff yes like one of the characters names is like Nahadoth, and then uh the main character is yana but it's spelled like y-i-n-e or something and i was like i don't know how to pronounce this <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's very good but i think i needed like to hear it first and then to read it so got it yeah i don't know I, that's that's me in a lot of Audible. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, wait, wait, slow down a second. But then I feel guilty about spending my credits on books I've already read, but uh, I enjoy them more when I've already read them. Uh, so I'm conflicted. Yeah. So uh, well, that sounds well, cool. Yeah. I really like it. Anything else? No, that was it for me. I did start a book called Dig If You Will, The Picture, Funk, Sex, God, and Genius in the Music of Prince. Oh. I'm looking forward to it. It just made me sad, though. I was like, oh, friends. I miss you. Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, uh, I have less than a month, and I will be done. Yay. Well, not less than a month. Month, and I will be done with all the work for class. Awesome. And I'm just going to read everything. I'm never going back to school again. <laughs> this is it. This is I'm it. I'm done. Well, I'm happy for I'm, you. Thank you. I'm happy, too. I'm happy for future me. <laughs> She's like, I'm never sitting in a classroom. I was like, what am I going to do with all this time? It's three hours, six hours just for the class. But wow. then when you add up traveling reading, there, travel, traveling home, homework. the reading. Yeah. It's like, that's going to be like almost 10 to 15 hours extra. I'm going to have a week. What am I going to do? I, I can't know. wait. <laughs> it's going to be great. So um, I think that's it. We're wrapping up. Did yeah. you, you said you had a great idea oh, for a BCL chat question. I think I did. It's one that we talked about before. Um, okay, so for our next BCL chat, um, the question is, have you ever made a change in your life based on a book? I like that. That's a good question. Yeah. Has a book altered your worldview or altered your perception so much that you changed your behavior because of it yeah i really like that Ooh, i'm gonna have to think on that for me <laughs> Ooh, that's a good one yeah um so yeah so we will post that mm-hmm. on the twitters mm-hmm. that's really really usually where we are yeah <laughs> um and you can find us at black chick lit on twitter mm-hmm. we've apparently been on there for two years oh yeah i saw that i was surprised yeah <laughs> Yeah, because we were like a really, we made a sad attempt at trying to be a blog before yeah. we started podcasting. And so we were on Twitter work. a lot longer. <laughs> um, and then we were also on Instagram at BCL Podcast. I took a photo. I tried to do the um, Riot Grams challenge. I oh, like stopped uh-huh. after five days. <laughs> but I think I took some decent photos we could use maybe. Okay. Um, we're also at blackchicklit.com on the webs. Yeah. 
So the question will be posted on Twitter, maybe in the episode notes. I need to get better statistics to know who even visits the website and oh, when they're yeah. there, what they're doing. Yeah, I feel like true. no one ever visits the website if you can get the podcast episode, like on iTunes. Yeah, or maybe on you're not going Google to. Play. Yeah. So let us know, or maybe don't. I don't know. I'll figure it out. <laughs> oh. If you have any other questions or comments, you can email us at contact at blackchicklit.com. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play. Um, that really helps other people find our podcast. Of course, just walk around the streets telling everyone that you know to listen to yeah. us, force people to listen to us on long car rides where you're driving. And it's your car, your rules. Exactly. Yeah. Um I cannot, like, I'm telling you one thing when I do, I got out of class, I plan to like really push, like, I'm gonna have a lot of free time guys <laughs> and it's going to go here. So just look forward to it. Be prepared. Um, we want to thank Sweet 45 for our music, our, ch- our more chill, less tropical inspired music. <laughs> yeah. We introduced it an episode ago. So it's still kind of new, still kind of shiny. Yeah, um, the track is called Jonesin, and you can find them at at Jonesin on Twitter. So thanks to them for letting us use that. Yeah, And I think that's it. Um, I'm looking forward to this bonus episode. I'm looking forward to the next book discussion. Exciting things. Yes. So, and then after that is our end of the year discussion. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to that. Like me too. I've been taking numbers all year. Oh, yeah. So I have some stats to share. I try, I did. So in, um. Uh, what's the month in the middle of the year? June. June. (laughs) In June, I did like a little audit of my reading, but I haven't looked back since then. So I'm excited. I, so at the beginning of the year, last year, I was like, I'm going to do a journal that failed. I stopped after like the fifth book, (laughs) but my Google spreadsheet has been going pretty well. Nice. So like I can track and I feel like I know what changes I'm going to make for 2018. Like I'm going to ask different questions, like more in-depth questions. Uh-huh. But yeah, I have like page counts. I have genre. Very I have nice. was the author of POC with a character's POC. So I'm really looking. Yeah, I'm going to have some numbers to crunch. Yeah. And Thank at the very you. least, I beat my Goodreads challenge. Okay. So. Awesome. <laughs> I said it really low this year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, just jump over that tiny hurdle. But yeah, so... So, yeah, that'll be it for the year. Yeah. And it'll be 2018. Yep. Oh, good Lord. <laughs> <sighs> We're almost through it, guys. Hang in there, everybody. Yeah. Keep on surviving. Yep. And we will see so. you in two weeks for our yep. bonus chat. <laughs> yep. All right. So hope so answer the question so we have stuff to talk about. I know, because last time <laughs> it was like Yeah, we just won't use the poll format anymore. I think it just Yeah doesn't really I think drive it's good conversation. For, no, it doesn't drive conversation. But you know, we're learning. We're experimenting. You too. So. You too. Year of learning. So thanks guys. <laughs> okay, thanks guys. Bye. We'll talk we'll hear you later. Bye. <laughs>